What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yes, sir. He's been broken. Yes, I have. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude, dude? This, this is me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Gene speaking, I'm not that broke yet. Benny. Oh, here we go. Yep. And we are kicking this baby off with a uh, a Commonwealth address. I believe this is what we're calling this. <laughs> 
<laughs> with uh, the NXT Tag Team Champions, uh, pretty deadly. Um, Wilson and Prince run down the entire tag team division while dressed like judges from the 1800s. Uh, the brawling brutes interrupt and eventually rush the ring. Holland and Butch send Wilson and Prince running. When I first saw this guy's house, I texted Vinny. like, Vinny, pretty deadly. You're so British. And I started laughing. It made me chuckle. Actually, generally speaking, in the British court system, they actually do kind of wear that wear those wicks. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. They were I'm dr- not lying. They do, actually. Oh, yes. The, this yeah, they love the powdered wigs. Powdered wigs. They, and uh, back and forth, it was like, it was like, we went through everybody. We beat everybody. Like, I like to like, top, 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 and everything else. It was it was funny as hell until the uh, Rollin Boots came out there. And uh, it's like, what the hell are you talking? Let's go up there. Okay. Beat the crap out of them. And then uh, Freddie Daly took off running, like they usually do, because their heels. But this right here was a good opening day. I thought it was funny as hell. Oh, yeah. The overly British lines were great. The whole, uh, yes, everyone come to Ulta, Ulta. They, lo- they, were, they were just smacking those gavels over and over and emphasizing that they have run through the tag team division. They want to be the tag team champs for life, and they've got really nobody left to face. And overall, it just shows a side of Pretty Deadly how entertaining they can be. And yeah, They're actually very entertaining. Yes. You know, and of course, you know, the, the robes, the wigs, everything. You know, it, it was just fun. It, it was one of those it segments that was very, and it worked for their gimmick. It worked very well for their game. Like I was looking at it, I was like, at least I think these guys suck, but they make, they make it work and they do it really good. Yeah, so then, of course, after all this, we have all the commotion, so we find out the Brawling Brutes are going to get a shot at the tag titles in the main event. And, that is very, yep. and then in the midst of all that, on that note, we move on to our first official match of the evening. We got Carmelo Hayes versus Oro Mensa. Despite the fact that Oro Mensa is your typical new <laughs> Excuse me, um, spot monkey guy. But what I like about it got heart, but this right here wasn't that bad. It really wasn't. For a second day, I thought, oh, this was going to win. And once again, we just had to have another fucking bad distraction. All of a sudden, one hits his finishing move, one, two, three. But in the end, it was a good match. I call this kind of a silly. That kid's got heart. I'll give him that. I just felt this match was a waste. It didn't need to be there. This is basically, hey, let's hype up the spot fest ladder match by having guys in there fight each other. That's basically what the fuck this is pretty much and we're creating feud we're creating feuds out of nothing to hype up the ladder match and I'm sorry I didn't give a single fuck about this match. <laughs> I generally didn't care. I could tell. Okay. And then a, the only highlight for me was when eventually uh, Carmelo got on commentary and Wesley just decided to whoop his ass out of nowhere. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I did too. I was like, all right, Wesley finally got his uh, kind of got a revenge kind of thing for him. So you never know. Wesley could fuck up uh, Mills' uh, chance at the uh, getting that title back. You never know. We'll see what happens. Moving on. Yeah. And then we cut to the backstage area where we see uh, Sangha talking with uh, Nathan Fraser because uh, we find out that the uh, the third and final fight in this um, you know this uh, best of three series is going to lead to one of them being added to the ladder match at Halloween Havoc and Sangha is basically saying you know if I can't go for the title I hope you win it and then all of a sudden Veer Mahan shows up and the former tag team just stares at each other. Okay. Um, I did not understand this. And Nathan Frazier, I like him. I, even though, actually, once again, Sinkara 2.0. And then you had Saja and Veramata come and stare at each other and for no reason whatsoever and walk away. I was like, wait a minute. I seen these two before. I was like, oh, yeah, they used to be tag team. Tag team. But okay, who cares? I thought this was pointless. Well, here's the thing. This was pointless until Veer Mahan showed up. 
Because now we're trying to see if this is uh, the idea they have of putting this tag team back together. Because they were a badass tag team. I can't remember who their manager was in NXT. But I know in WWE, they eventually got called up to... Oh, wait. No, wait. They were a tag team with... I think Stokely Hathaway was their manager, wasn't it? I think he was managing them. Then they got called up to WWE. Then Stokely eventually went to Diamond Mine. But when they got called up, they ended up being henchmen for uh, Jinder Mahal. And then Sangha went back to NXT. And that guy, I think... Got released or something so if the goal of this is to put them back together as a tag team i think that would be fucking brilliant because that would give pretty deadly some new contenders and it would help amp up the tag division which is seriously lacking it's very lacking isn't it? yes so i think this would be a perfect uh perfect <clears throat> fit all right, all right, all right. Moving on, sir? Yes. Uh, we're moving on now to the next match of the evening. We have ourselves a North American Championship qualifying match. We got Andre Chase goes one-on-one against Von Wagner. This was better than I thought it was going to be. She was just saw Von Wagner get into the ring. Like, uh-oh, this is going to end quickly, but it didn't. Andre Chase, bless that man's heart, went to town on a Von Wagner. Did he not? Did he impress you how big Von Wagner is? Good God, dude. Good job. And I thought for one brief second, Andre Chase was going to but once again, there, guys, we had to have another fucking goddamn distraction. Even though, no, for a fucking fact, that Bognadic was going to win. There was no physical possible way that uh, Andre Chester was going to win this match. Or I could be wrong, like usually I am. But this right here was great. It impressed the hell out of me. <laughs> And with a fucking distraction, Von Wagner wins. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, at the end of the day, you know, um, Wagner could win just based on power, but Andre Chase has been known to outsmart his opponents and get victories out of nowhere. So I guess, you know, he took his eye off the ball with Mr. Stone. So it's safe to say that was a teachable moment. Mm -hmm. And hopefully uh, Andre Chase learned his lesson. But we kind of had a feeling that Von Wagner was going to go in here. And there's a part of me that now, wants him to win the North American title Mm because I'm not feeling anybody else in this ladder match. So I'm hoping Mm -hmm. Von Wagner is the one that wins this whole damn thing. Hey, Vinny, that would be funny. What? All the spot monkey guys for all the ladders try to grab that are all basically tied together. It's a strange reason. Von Wagner, oh, yes, he was pushing to go down like dominoes. That would be fun. (laughs) That that happens, I'm going to call you. That would be fun to see. (laughs) And... All right, go ahead. Yes, and on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got Lash Legend going one-on-one against Wendy Chu. This right here was absolutely fantastic. Wendy Chu comes out there, like, bobbing her head, slapping his hands around, but Lash Legend ain't safe for grabbing her pillow. And all of a sudden, she threw the pillow out there, and Wendy Chu was like, come on, bitch, let's do this right here. This was fantastic. Back and forth. It, it, it was good. Uh, good. Lash Legend got a lot of moves in. Wendy Chu got a lot of moves in. But it was strange that... Uh, uh, one, two, and here's the D bump. One, two, three. One, two, ones. Uh oh. Apparently, we once again saw Wendy Chu. Benny, uh, please tell me he's not here. Well, um, I don't see anybody here. I think we're okay. I, you know, everything seems to be um on the up and up. And fuck all that. Why did bitch wearing pajamas? Oh, what the fuck is going on here? Why is this? Why in the hell is the bitch in the pajamas fight, beating the six foot five bitch that can't swim? Who? the fuck thought this was a good booking strategy? Later. What? Who let you out of your basket? Nobody let me out of the fucking basket. I'm trying to figure out why is the bitch wearing pajamas? None of you been able to answer this question. Why is, this, why is she wearing pajamas? Gator, can we? Can I talk? You shut up for one second. 
one segment, and I will repeat myself one more fucking time, and Vinny can agree, it's part of the gimmick. It works. She's over. Once that bell rings, she becomes a totally different person. She goes from Sleepy Chew to Nightmare Chew. So, shut the fuck up. Okay, to the Boochcast Nation, look, I'm never gonna understand this gimmick, alright? See, trying to explain this gimmick is like trying to explain to the ginger what a clitoris is. He's never gonna understand it, and I'm never gonna understand why the bitch keeps wearing pajamas! The ginger will find the clitoris before I figure out this fucking gimmick. I'll let that one go. Wise decision! Now, why- Vinny, so, Vinny, Vinny, where, where the hell are you? Get him back, go. Shoo, 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 shoo. Fuck you telling the shoe, man. Your four leaf clover. All right, Gator, 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 go to the basket. No, hell no, he's insulting me. He can kiss my Blarney stones. Gator, Gator, go back to the basket. I'm not going to the fucking basket. Gator, go to the basket. I'm not going to the basket. Gator, go to the basket. Gator, I'm not going to the fucking basket. This is not fucking happening. I want to know why the bitch is wearing pajamas. Get in the basket and I'll tell you. I'm not going. Basket. Gator, go to the basket. 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 Alright, sorry about that. Okay, okay time out. No, 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 no. From now on, you put a lock on that fucking basket. I do! He keeps breaking the fuck out! Then fucking submit and submit it. Put bricks on it. Jesus Christ. I did everything. I put everything around it but a castle and a moat. Sit in the space. Ugh. And by the way, I've spoken to Zach, and he knows exactly where the clitoris is. It's on TV. So anyway, um, this is what he told me. So anyway, uh, let's see what we got. But overall, I thought this was a great match. Um, and once again, it showed Wendy Chu being a badass. I did not expect her to fucking win, by the way. That, that blew my fucking mind. I did not expect yeah. her to win. I didn't expect yeah. this to be a match that was going to go the distance. But somehow, some way, she hit this move and got the one, two, three. That was exactly what Wendy Chu needed to cement herself as a fucking badass. 100% agree with you, sir. It was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. She needed She needed this win. Desperately. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's just insane. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We got ourselves some tag team action. We got Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark versus Toxic Attraction. Absolutely beautiful. These four women beat the shit out of each other, did they not, Vinny? Oh, they definitely beat the shit out of each other. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how you do women's tag team wrestling. This right here. Shawn Michaels, you doing fabulous. This right here was great. And the right team fucking won. Team Lyons and Zoe Stark. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I was happy about that. This is where one beat the shit. And Keen Lyons and Zoe Stark, they got good chemistry in the ring. Oh, yeah. And they're badass bitches, and they've got great, great chemistry. Toxic Attraction, been there, done that, smoked it, humped it, called it an Uber. I don't need to see this shit again. So <laughs> I'm glad that Nikita and Zoe are getting the title shots because yeah, yeah. I feel like they should. They they're next in line, I think, to be tag champs, and I think they be they do a hell of a great job. That they do. That they do. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Absolutely. <clears throat> and on that note, we're gonna move on here to the Grayson Waller effect. That's right. The second episode, the Grayson Waller effect, as he is live on Instagram and with his with his hit show. And we got as special guests Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade, who basically are taking a few shots at each other while Grayson Waller tries to, you know, 
Get them to stop interrupting him. And Grayson Waller is sick and tired of being interrupted. And boy, can I relate to him. You got whoa, two, whoa, 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 two whoa. people interrupt two people interrupting a main host. I'm glad I don't see that on a regular basis. So I feel your pain, Grayson. I feel your fucking pain, my brother. Thank you, God. Uh -huh. I am when? not alone. Grayson's here with me. <laughs> we got two cackling bitches who keep cutting us off with nothing intelligent to say. So great oh, overall. Then of course after this, we, he does the whole spin the wheel, make the deal, which is my favorite part of Halloween Havoc. And of course, I love how he's going. Coal miner's glove. Coal miner's glove. Nobody knows what that is. I fucking love that because I remember the gold miners glove match in the early days of WCW and it made no fucking sense then and it makes no fucking sense now. I think Gator explained it once, and I'm sure we'll explain it again it? at some point. I don't even fucking know. It's a coal miner's glove match. I Maybe I can... Yeah, coal miner's glove match, basically. And the rules are a it's a leather glove hanging at the top of the ring post, about 10 feet high. The person who's gained possession of the glove gets to use it on his opponent. And yes, it's as okay. bad as it sounds. That sounds hard. Horrible. It's very horrible. It's a glove on a pole, <clears throat> and you get to use it on your opponent. That sounds like you probably see something right about show. Yeah. This, you would think okay. this is an idea AEW would come up with, but no. <laughs> no, this is an early days WCW. Somebody in back in the day thought that was a brilliant idea. So I thought that was funny. Then it lands on weapons wild match, which basically means it's kind of like an extreme rules match, basically. You get to use all the weapons you want, they, and anything goes. So this that means this match between Roxanne and Cora is going to be violent. And with the emotion that this match has, and with the determination that Roxanne has to bring out an evil side of her, we need that kind of stipulation. This can't be a wrestling match. They need to has fight. Right. That's what we need to see. This needs to be a fight. This needs to be a brawl. I want to see two women who want to kill each other in this match. I don't want to see technical wrestling. I want to see a brawl. I want to see weapons. I And if it was possible, I'd want to see blood. We ain't going to get it, but I wish we would. And then, of course, Apollo yeah. Crews came out from under the ring and pulled out Grayson Waller, then dragged him under the ring. Next thing you know, Grayson Waller comes out, and he's got those red eyes and shit. That kind of creeped me out a little bit. I was like, what did he do? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. They're trying to. I guess they're trying to say they fucked with his eye the way Apollo got his eye fucked up. Which I'm like, this is getting goddamn ridiculous. All right, all right, all right. And yeah. on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We even want to call it that. Call it that. We got Duke Hudson versus Julius Creed. Oh, my, oh Jesus Christ! Uh, the, uh, Duke Hudson maybe got three licks in. Julius Creed in here beat the shit out of him. Forty-five seconds later, Julius Creed wins. That's basically what happened. Duke Hudson got screwed over. I was like, wait a minute. Why are you guys doing this to Duke Hudson? Did, okay. Did Duke Hudson show his dick to somebody in management? Did he, did he fuck somebody's girl? I don't know. Did he, did he not shake hands with everyone in the locker room? Um, did he, did he forget to carry a veteran's bags into the building? What the fuck did he do to deserve the disrespect he's being shown? What? Someone gonna need to sit me down and explain this shit to me. One minute Duke Hudson has a poker gimmick 
The next minute, he's getting his head shaved bald. Then, they keep him off TV till the hair grows back, which means, which defeats the purpose of a head shaving match. The whole purpose of someone becoming a baldy is so that we can every week see the bald and shiny head. So the people can point and laugh at him. Because he had great hair and now he's bald. Now, there's nothing wrong with being bald, but if you're someone who has nice hair and doesn't want to be bald, it's easier to make fun of you. But if you don't give a fuck, like myself, then it doesn't really matter if you're bald. So insulting me for being bald doesn't work because I don't give a fuck. I do it all the time. I don't give a fuck. So you never have. No, nah, <laughs> I mean, it took me a while to not give a fuck. In the early stages of being bald, me no likey. But then, but then I found out that being bald led to pussy. And now I have. So then after all this, Damon Kemp shows up in the crow's nest and basically wants to face Julius Creed and Halloween Havoc. And they throw in some stipulations. For example, if uh, Damon wins, then Julius's brother, the other Creed, is going to be is going to be gone from NXT. Because Julius like, oh, let me guess. If I lose, we leave NXT. He goes, no, Brutus does. And then they add another stipulation where they made it an ambulance match at Halloween Havoc. Uh, this right here was awesome. And that's not so much, but this right here basically says like, okay, but what David Kim says like, if I beat you, Julius, your brother has to go. I don't understand if he loses, both of them should go. But what's probably going to happen is Amy Kemp's going to be winning. Like you said a couple of weeks ago, Roger Strzok will come back and cost him the match or something else could happen. Well, yeah. Well, I personally think Roger Strong should be – I was under the impression, I'm sorry, weren't they supposed to wrestle tonight? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I beat the other guy this week, then I take on the other brother next week. I was under the impression they were supposed to fight tonight. Like, that mm-hmm. was supposed to be Damon Kemp and Julius Creed. That's why I was expecting Roger Strong to come out, and they fight at Halloween Havoc because Halloween Havoc is the big money show. Is Roger Strong just going to sit at home? Is Roger Strong suddenly not coming back? What is the reason we're not having the big fight at the pay-per-view? Because I don't know when the next time NXT is going to do one of these events. They don't do them regularly. So does that mean Roger Strong comes back and they fight on free TV? Most likely. God, I hate modern day bookers. They annoy me so much. The money-making match is right the fuck in front of you, and you can't even capitalize on it. People are stupid. All right. Speaking of stupid, let's move on to the next match of the evening if we even want to call it that. Hank Walker versus Zion Quinn. I don't call this a match to do because they kept the shirt on. Huh? Never mind. This right. I thought I don't know why this is happening. He came out there and non-wrestling gear, like he just came from work or go or not to a bar. It's like, dude, if you're gonna wrestle, you need to have some gear. But this was pointless and stupid, at least. Zion Quinn, I guess we were over. Yes, he did, but at least he won. Yeah, Zion Quinn got a victory. Who knew? <laughs> and he's facing the security guard, who's now a wrestler, and no one has a reason as to why, because fuck it, nothing makes sense anymore. This this whole thing is confusing as fuck. Yeah, as and then of course, and then next thing you know, uh, the fucking Quincy guy comes out to make some kind of save, and then they're celebrating till he smacks him on the ass. He's looking at him like, "Whoa, bro, ain't that kind of party?" Kind of reminds me of that. It almost reminds me of that scene in uh, Travels with My Father when they're walking with the cowboy guy, and Jack spanks him on the ass, and he goes, "Touch me like that again, you get the business end of my shotgun, boy." I don't play that. Then we cut to the backstage area with Braun Breaker being interviewed. All of a sudden, hot. Javier Bernal, 
Body Javi or Batty Javi or whatever the fuck his nickname is, um, decides to interrupt the interview to make fun, to, to mock the fact that Breaker's in a triple threat match and how he lost the title like that before. And Breaker gets upset and decides to challenge Bernal to a match next week. So I guess they're going to fight next week. Uh, okay. And I don't know this. I don't like that guy, party, whatever his name is. Farmer's like, okay, I'm going to talk a big game. I'll see you in the ring next week. He had his little shit scary look on his face. I was like, eh, this is what you get for red in your mouth. <laughs> exactly. And on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening for the NXT Tag Team Titles. Pretty Deadly defends the gold against the Brawling Brutes. Fantastic match. I don't know why the Brawling Brutes got it because they're on SmackDown. But dude, speaking, Pretty Deadly and Brawling Brutes put it on one hell of a tag team action match. Did they not? It was great. Oh, yeah. I love the hell out of it. I mean, there was pack of fours, back and forth, first or second, because the Brawling Brutes were going to win. And for a second, uh, Pretty Deadly had a, uh, was going to win. There were several kickoffs. I was like, oh, okay, right there. For a second, just for a brief second, I thought the Brawling Brutes were going to actually going to win until Empyrean, that's fucking distraction and a good match, basically cost them the titles. But it wouldn't really make sense for the SmackDown guys to have the NXT, uh, NXT Tag Team Champions. Am I right? Well, yes and no. I mean, lately they've been bringing people in from like Raw and SmackDown to come down to NXT and get some, and get some title shots because they're, they're slowly doing away with some of these brand, these brand extension crap because really they don't need it anymore. And, you know, like I said, they're running out of challengers, so they got to flip-flop people wherever they can put them, you know. Okay. That's why I'm hoping on the main roster we can see some more, we can see at least two more unification matches soon and get everything back to normal and take some feuds from Raw, carry them over to SmackDown, make this whole thing fucking easier. Obviously, NXT needs oh, to stay right. its own thing because it's developmental, but okay. whatever helps build people up. You want to bring in some tag teams down there, that's cool. It's just that they win the belts, they need to stay in NXT. That needs to be the rule. If you come down to NXT and win a championship in NXT, you stay in NXT. It does no good to bring it to another, to bring it to Raw or SmackDown. That, that won't do shit. But either way, this was an awesome main event because the Brawling Brutes showed, you know, they beat the hell out of Pretty Deadly, but it also showed Pretty Deadly is a lot tougher than they look. You know, yeah, they're more than just the yes boy. You know, when it when it's time to when it's time to fight, they can fight, and they showed that. And then of course, Imperium showed up to cost them the belt to shut the belts to uh, you know keep their rivalry going. And I'm sure that's going to lead to something at Extreme Rules. They'll probably make an announcement about it Friday on SmackDown because, as we all know, Extreme Rules is this Saturday. So this could play a role in building them up to a match at Extreme Rules. At this point, I don't know if it'll be on the main show or if it'll be on the pre-show. Um, but just be on the lookout on Friday Night SmackDown if you watch SmackDown. But I, I got a feeling Brawling Brutes and Imperium, they're going to set something up for the pay-per-view. Okay, I can see that too. Yeah. And then after the match, uh, Anofi, Blade, Briggs, and Jensen both issued challenges for the NXT Championships. They were both wanting to get the first shot at the Brawling Brutes. And I right, look, I'm gonna say this: Anofi and Blade don't deserve a damn thing. They do not. They should not get a title shot on this planet or any other. Briggs and Jensen, they need to put a little more man in their gimmick. Okay, I need to see a little more. All right, let's let's hit some puberty. Let's get some man shit going on around here, cause the boy, the good old boy shit ain't working for me. Let's see some. Let's let's, let's turn that boy into man and get more serious, so you guys can kick some ass for real. 
Fair enough. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll conclude this uh, recap of NXT. Zach, as always, I thank you for taking time. Everybody's going to join us, and uh, I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely. All right. Uh, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify, Spotify, Google Podcast, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Pick <clears throat> your favorite hosting site and follow us there, What's or up, be man? a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com/slash/TheBoochCast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Make sure you check out the uh, link I put up there for the uh, Pizza Baby merch. Go to StoreFrontier.com/slash/Product/slash/PizzaBaby to make sure you get your hands on your Pizza Baby merch. Also, be on lookout later this week for our male soap opera moment episode with myself and the We'll be giving our predictions for WWE Extreme Rules taking place this Saturday. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Uh, we just posted uh, the double life of Chris Canyon is now currently up there on the YouTube channel for you guys to check out. And in the coming weeks, we're going to have uh, Blood and Wild. Onita's FMW, uh, Bikers, Bombs, and Bedlam, Johnny Canine, The Many Faces of Luna Vachon, and Extreme and Obscene, Rob Black's XPW. Those will all be coming out starting next week on Thursdays. So that means the 13th, the 20th, and the 27th of October. Those will be on there, as well as November 3rd. And then uh, all we got is one more video left to record and edit from the Dark Side of the Ring series. And we'll be done with that for now, but that's what's coming soon to the YouTube channel. Also, make sure you guys are following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 26th for WWE Survivor Series at 8 p.m. The addition of the War Games is going to make Survivor Series interesting, so make sure you're with us for the fun. And, of course, we're still trying to figure out the locations and everything for the event, but just know the watch party will be coming your way. Also, you got we have our uh, live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, and another special project that will be coming soon to the Twitch channel. Also, you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Our first level is uh, for 99 cents, $1 per month. Uh, this is for people who uh, want to help out the show but don't have a lot of money to spend. That level is for you. The Second level, we have $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere dollars $9.99. $10. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold to the Peacock, you got to know where to put that $9.99. So to that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. Now, the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment. We used to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe it to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed uh, Zach his ramen noodles and try to get him laid. Although lately I've been thinking about throwing in the towel on both of those. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been 
the Boochcast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, peace, peace baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.